Welcome to day 57 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today are Deuteronomy chapters 12 through 14. Here are some thoughts to guide your reading for today. With chapter 12, we move into what is called the Deuteronomic Code, which will take up chapters 12 through 26. The Deuteronomic Code is similar to what is called the Covenant Code in Exodus 20 through 23 and the Holiness Code in Leviticus 17 through 26. The Deuteronomic Code in these chapters will roughly follow the outline of the Ten Commandments. Chapters 12 through 14, our text for today, address having no other gods, not misusing God's name, and begin to touch on honoring the Sabbath. I have a little theological pet peeve about the language that we use related to worship. I don't like it when we call the platform, the thing in the front, a stage. A stage is a place where actors act. A platform is a place where leaders of the congregation lead the people in worship. I also think it's important to call those who gather for worship the congregation and not the audience. If there is an audience when we gather, it's God. I also prefer that we call our gathering place the sanctuary, a sacred place set aside for us to meet together with God and not the auditorium. It may seem like a small thing, but I actually do think our language when we gather together for worship matters. So as you read chapter 12 and the way it dictates for Israel the places and forms for their worship, that may seem like a small thing, but it really isn't. These forms and places aren't neutral. Israel will be a community formed through worship, and how they do that matters. They cannot worship God in the same ways that the nations around them worship their gods. The people of God are to have a recognizable form of life. They are to reflect the character and purpose of God. Therefore, the people of God must ask not only what is necessary to believe, but also what is essential to do. If the key theme of Deuteronomy is learning to listen or to hear, then chapter 13 is all about discerning which voices we are paying attention to. The seriousness with which the law takes these threats are again challenging to read. Old Testament scholar John Golden Gate argues that these texts about purging their life of these counter voices are texts that Israel took seriously but not literally, like Jesus' words about cutting off your sinning hand or gouging out your offending eye. Golden Gate believes these commands are meant to express how important the people are to take the call to holiness without resorting to the kind of violence explicated in the text. However we take them, it's clear we are to pay attention to what voices we are listening to. The two opening verses of chapter 14 are really interesting. Leviticus 19 called the people to be holy as God is holy. Here, Deuteronomy states that the people are holy. God's grace has called them and separated them and made them holy, and now they have to live into that distinct life. It's interesting that the holiness codes so often include the way the people eat. The list of clean and unclean animals given here in Deuteronomy is a lot like the one given in Leviticus 11. Scholars struggle to figure out what are the various motivating factors that informed this list of clean and unclean animals or foods for Israel. Some of the choices may be related to hygiene. Others may have to do with idolatry and the way these animals were treated by other nations. Some have argued that it has to do with economics. For example, pigs were really expensive to raise. Some have argued this has to do with unclean animals being animals that eat other animals that are flesh eaters. 
or it may just have to do with the oddness or unnaturalness that some of these creatures seem to reflect compared to other creatures. In reality, it's probably some combination of all of them that goes into making up this list of clean and unclean animals. I do think it's important to recognize that eating has a place in the holiness code because holiness has to do with what we want, what we desire, what our appetites have been shaped by. Chapter 14 ends with the description of the practice of tithe. It's meant to be a discipline and practice that forms the people regularly in gratitude and reverence to God and in generosity to others. At the heart of all these texts is the reality that holiness takes practices. So read these texts carefully, looking for things you've never seen before. Journal your thoughts, your prayers, your questions. Pay attention to the voices and practices that are shaping your imagination and your desires. Our text for tomorrow are Deuteronomy chapters 15 through 17 and Psalm 24. I'll talk to you tomorrow.